Welcome to episode four of Six Figure Fiction. Yes, we are on a mission, myself and my friend Lawrence, to write an ebook, a book that is going to raise us individually a six figure sum within the year. That is some challenge. Now, so far, you're joining us on this journey because we want you to to make money from your ebook or whatever book you do write. And we have talked to two experts. So we're bringing the experts in. And we had Jerry, who was an absolute stellar sci-fi writer who has made a lot of money. And he was basically saying, if I got this right, and Lawrence can tell me when I've done what I thought I heard, that the point of this whole exercise is that you do hear all of these experts giving their advice. What I heard Jerry saying is you have to actually know your category, know your genre, and know what people want to read. You just can't go off into your garret and write a bestseller because it won't work like that. So that was very challenging. And then last week we had Connor Costick, and he is a stellar writer who does web episodes. I hadn't really heard about web episodes. And for those who may not have heard that episode, what it means is you go on to, is it the Golden Road? Royal Road. The Royal Road. Thank you, Lawrence. And on the Royal Road, you put up twice weekly, six to 1,500 word episodes and people pay to hear you and you have a sort of a, a, a deadline each week and I thought that was absolutely challenging so that's where we're at we're looking at all these options but the thing is where we are now going to discuss what we think we thought when we started this journey for four episodes ago that we were clear about where we were going to go uh, but I think now as we talk to the experts, we're in a different place. So, Lawrence, tell me where you're at with your six-figure challenge. Will you be making six figures by the end of this year? Thank you, Kevin. I really hope so. By the end of this series, we'll be making that money. And I think one of the things that struck me hard about what Jerry said was about the mindset about are you focused on making money? Do you want to write what you want to write or are you focused on making money? And that's a big thing for me because often as a writer, I get caught up in, I want to write this because I'm interested in this subject and I want to keep going with this and I like the story I've made. I've got to be really careful that I'm not just doing it to please myself. If I'm focused on making money, I have to do, as Kevin said, I have to write the sort of thing people are interested in reading. So that's a big challenge on the project I'm working on at the moment. And I will tell you, I've had a knockback on the project I'm working on. Uh, Kevin and myself are in two different places. Uh, I know Kevin has got um, some work done on his uh, in different formats in his project. But mine, uh, the project I've been currently working on, I've been working on this book for two years, researching and writing this book. And I honestly thought I could publish it in a few weeks' time. And I just got a beta report which said no. And a beta report, for anyone who doesn't know, is a reader giving feedback on the structure and style of the book. 
And the, that reader, a very experienced reader, said, no, you've got more work to do. So this is something which is always a pushback when you have to go back and look at it. And the question that came to my mind, again, is the things that I have to add. There are things that make the novel, this new novel I'm working on, make it more commercial. That's some of the things I have to do. So that's my challenge at the moment. And that's what I got out of Jerry which was I have to focus on the mindset. I got a lot out of Connor's session as well, which was about this serial fiction idea. And as well as Royal Road, there's places like Wattpad and a whole series of others. Radish does a lot of romance uh, fiction. There's a whole lot of places you can publish serial fiction. So Connor's thoughts on serial fiction, the whole idea of writing fast and producing something and building up a community over a long time was really interesting for me about Connor's work. So where are you on your project, Kevin? I, uh, I decided to take a step back uh, once we, I started listening to the experts like uh, Jerry and like Connor. There's, a, there's another person, that uh, uh, Theodora Taylor, who uh, Lawrence persuaded me to read, and she talks about these universal fantasies. And we will definitely be talking about that on one of these uh, next few episodes because she goes into the sort of the Star Wars thing that, you know, if you don't write about the big fantasies, the fantasies are things like predestined love, um, being taken out of your ordinary world, like Cinderella was plucked out of being a, a very, very tedious life into the fairy tale life. And there is all these subsections as well, just like the webcasting. So when you have things like um, you have the, the billionaire syndrome, which, of course, Fifty Shades uh, made uh, famous, where you, you employ someone who's very rich as one of the main protagonists who can catapult the person, usually uh, female gender, out of her ordinary or his ordinary state into this exotic fairy tale life. So I've been looking at, at chewing, trying to digest this new material. And I have to say, I think for me, it's really important to, to, to give myself a couple of months of fallow time to allow these amazing ideas and these amazing people are going to talk to each week to actually germinate. I don't know how they're going to germinate yet um, and I don't know where it's going to go but I'm really excited so I hope that's something I can share with you dear listener that you don't have to jump and write onto your your your, your computer straight away or your pen and pencil or your uh, ink and paper you, you, you really can take some of these gems that we're talking about and allow them to really, really marinate. Um, so that's where I'm at. I'm marinating, Lawrence. Very good. Marinating is good. So I'm in a different place. I'm in a different place, which is about I have something which is almost ready, just about to publish. And I like getting into the nitty gritty and working on the text itself. So I'm in the middle of the bushes rather than marinating. I'm out there in the wild, cutting my way through the jungle. And one of the interesting things which I'm working on is about genres, which is so I started as a historical fiction novel set a thousand years ago. 
And then I decided to add some romance elements to it. So it's about a young woman and she becomes romantically interested in this um, son of a king. And so it has qualities of universal fantasy, but I didn't want a too overt fantasy style. But I wanted, as a young woman, she would be romantically interested in young men. So that has to come in. You can't pretend if you have a young woman character and she's not engaged to somebody, not married to somebody. You can't pretend that romance doesn't come into it. So uh, there's that element, but also I have another genre poking in, which is, is there any paranormal elements to it? So I don't want to do the full ghosts and dragons element of paranormal, but I want to have a light paranormal, which is things about what she believes herself, her own powers to be. But could they be true or not? So that genre mixing idea and how to get the most out of that, how to do it well, that's what I'm working on. So my I'm right in the middle of the jungle, cutting my way through how to change the plot, how to change the characters, making her more feisty, for instance. And how feisty would a character, a female character in England be a thousand years ago? There are theories, of course, that all women would be completely subservient and that I shouldn't make her feisty at all. But there are also theories that occasionally a, w- a woman would be, a young woman would be feisty and might get away with it for various reasons. So that's my thing, caught between some people say she's too feisty and some people say she's too subservient. So I, I'm hopefully I'm somewhere in the middle. Well, it's interesting there because we have some examples of, in history um, of very feisty women. Think of Boadicea, who uh, took on the Romans in the centuries before Christ. Uh, and then, of course, you have the Queen Elizabeth um, I, who was a true uh, titan and had men quivering in, uh, in her wake. So I suppose... I think what really is coming home to me is this idea of how much uh, you actually throw away your own ideas and try to write to a formula. Now, I thought Theodora Taylor, who is the, uh, the, the, the writer of the Universal Fantasies book, and she's done a lot of you know, very successful e-books like uh, her, her Ruthless Billionaire, which I've read. Uh, she actually said, listen, You know, you can use all the universal fantasies you like, but you still have to be true to yourself. You still have to write from your core. If you write to please an audience, almost like painting by numbers, that's not going to be anything more than a a preordained picture. Uh, It's not going to be a Van Gogh. It's not going to be it's not going to be novel and contribute to. So there's that as well, Lawrence. What's your feelings around all of that? It's a very interesting question. We have to think about writing craft here. So the idea of just going off and writing your own thing and writing it in the way you want to do yourself is probably about poor craft. So it's not engaging the reader. So the the problem is that it's quite a challenge. It's not easy to incorporate the elements. And I've read the same book, uh, the same book by Theodora and What I got out of it is there's a lot of technical elements to it about planning, for instance, about setting up your plot and planning it all the way through. And that is that can be a challenge, setting up each scene and planning each scene. So I've got to think about all of that, how to improve my scenes, how to improve my characters 
and most of all, how to make the story more interesting. And so it's the idea. And one of the things that's coming through to me about this beta read that I got is that even if you get a kickback and someone says to you, you need to improve, that you have to take ideas on board. I'm not going to take everything on board as gospel. What I'm going to do is take on what I think resonates with me and I think yes I could improve this element so that's what I'm going to be working on improving specific elements of my work in progress and of course there is the thing Lawrence uh, and uh, you uh, dear listener uh, that it's only an opinion and remember there were highly skilled literary agents and publishing houses that deemed it wise to turn down J.K. Rowling's books when they were presented to her. The Beatles weren't signed. Fred Astaire wasn't offered a contract because people thought they sucked. So it is at the end of the day, you do have to nail your colours to the mast. And, and I think what I'm getting out of do, running this challenge for myself and Lawrence, and primarily for myself because I'm going to deliver one book Lawrence is going to deliver the other and we're going to go on this journey of marketing it of social mediaing it of advertising on Facebook and Google we're going to take you step by step and we're going to hold your hand step by step as we go through this but I suppose at the end of the day even when we've heard all about the universal fantasies the Star Wars structure the hero's journey you name it they're, they're just they're, they're coming out of one's ears and um, we have to then reflect go inward and say well actually having taken all that aboard what do i want to give the world and i suppose that's the bottom line lawrence absolutely and uh, entertainment is the key thing and a great story what i like is adventure what i hope to give people is something that'll take them out of their current world give them a real entertainment and make them think about the past and about their own lives and what things resonate with them. So an adventure, that's always what I enjoyed from books, is being taken on an adventure, going to another world, going back in time. And that's what I hope I can do with this book and make it real and make people feel something when they read your book. So they, they feel something, that it seems realistic, that the story seems interesting, that it's about things you've heard about. So that's my goal with the book. I just have one question for you, Lawrence, actually, and it's something I suppose readers will have because there may be many uh, listeners out there, uh, readers of books, who uh, are creating their own story. Is this an opportunity to start from scratch rather than rebuild the mansion? So in one sense, we're, there's a two-prong approach here. There's myself who's starting from scratch taking in all of these ideas about the hero's journey and universal fantasies and craft and building something up. And then there's the other idea. So I've got a flat piece of land and I'm going to build my cottage or farm or whatever it is, palace on it. Lawrence and many other uh, listeners may already have a building and they're either going to refurbish it or in some way tear bits of it down and rebuild it. What do you think of the option of those two options and where do you currently what's your feel about that Lawrence I was thinking about this there's the sunk cost fallacy we've got to be careful I've spent over two years now working on this novel 
invest a lot of time in research and other things. I really do not want to throw it away. Please, please, I do not want to throw it away. Two years, over two years of time and a pretty good structure already. So mine is it's the costs are sunk and I'm keeping going. I'm tying myself to the mast on this one. I've got a lot of ideas and I think a lot of it's done. Just one more draft. That's what I was hoping for. Just the final draft, please. Yes. And I suppose it really comes down to, you know, that, that, that that's a judgment call because some architects will look at a building which you want to rebuild and they'll say, actually, you know what? It's cheaper to tear it down and start. It's going to be less costly time-wise to tear it down and start from scratch but then people are in love with their 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 pile whatever that pile is a palace an old farmyard whatever and they wish to you know give it a complete overhaul you're in the overhaul camp Lawrence would I be right in thinking that absolutely for now I'm in the overhaul Okay, so it'd be very interesting to hear any ideas from our wonderful uh, listeners. We're all on this journey together. I think Lawrence would agree with me when I say there's no right or wrong way. There's only your way. And as my golf instructor, because I think golf is a great way of learning how to control your your inner world, says uh, there's no right or wrong way to play golf, but there is an easy and a hard way. And I I think what we're trying to do here, Lawrence, is there's no right way to write a bestseller or to make money writing but there is an easy and a hard or impossible way and that's what we're trying to discover together absolutely my only fear is that i've picked the hard way (laughs) well listen we will be back next episode and in the meantime from myself and lawrence good writing and good luck good luck everybody